Hello, Cape Crusaders, and welcome to the very first edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my brother, professional comic book artist and writer, and the crime to my alley, it's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. I'm surprised you didn't do Batman to my Robin. You did Crime to my Alley. That's an interesting choice. Well, I thought it was the first episode, and how did Batman's journey begin? But in the Crime Alley. But in the Crime Alley. I was going to say. it start, but in the Crime Alley. I was going to say in the mean streets of Crime Alley, but I think that's in the name. I think it's a street in the mean street of Crime Alley. In the mean street, yeah. So, look, all right. I I thought it was pretty good. Well, you fucked it up already, bud, but let's keep going. Um, so for everyone that's joining us and doesn't know us from our other podcast, Spider-Man, the animated series podcast, we have decided to do the next one, which would be Batman, the animated series podcast, which was, if not more watched than Spider-Man, I'd say, when we were kids. I feel like we watched them equally, but I think as you got older, um, you gravitated more to rewatching Batman, the animated series, especially over me. Like, I remember you were so excited when they, they were being released on DVD in your weird year where you like failed out of uni and came back home and you like got obsessed with like <laughs> Batman, the animated series and buying it and all this stuff. But, um, yeah, like, look, the plan always was with our Spider-Man show to review the whole thing have special guests on which was fantastic uh you know we achieved something pretty amazing there and we we've committed to finishing that series um but the reason we're releasing this sort of teaser episode is because it is today the 30th anniversary of the release of batman the animated series so what a better day to announce our next podcast you know absolutely yeah happy 30th birthday batman the animated series and yes to touch upon it I am a mega fan of this show. I love Spider-Man, the animated series, but I am obsessed with this show. And we we started with Spider-Man because... There are a few Batman ones out there, but now I feel like we we know what we're doing and we um we can. Yeah, but we them. loved we love Spider Man anyway. That's a great yeah. show, and that's the reason why we made the podcast to begin with. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, we're gonna dive into Batman next. This is our first episode, as Will said, but then we will probably start releasing our episode reviews and all of the other episodes we're gonna cover on looking at Batman the animated series in the new year, as mm. we've got um, about eighteen episodes left of Spider Man. So. Don't worry, we will certainly continue and finish Spider-Man and review that show, and then we'll go straight into this one. But we thought we'd give you a little teaser and a little look into why we love this show and talk about this show in this first episode. So, yeah, I suppose my first question to you, bud, is what does Batman the Animated Series mean to you? Oh, God. Well, it's... um... I do look at it as the the best uh, adaptation of the character. Yes, um, it, it was a perfect perfect storm, really, of actors, art style, and writing coming together masterfully. Really, um, and that's why it's really stood the test of time. And there's interest in continuing, you know, with creators of that series in a, in a new format. Because it's it is just that good. I mean, uh, Bruce Timm's art style was very influential for me as a comic book artist, as it was for you know millions of other people. What an iconic art style, right? I mean, one hundred percent. Like whenever I draw Batman, when I'm doodling, I'm drawing Bruce Timm's version. And not even just Batman. Like I, everyone, like loves the Bruce Timm style, and they'll 
you know so many people have uh, copied it and turned it into their own and it is amazing um and then you got people like paul dinney the like one of the best batman writers if not the best batman writer of all time yeah i mean he created the you know wrote those first two arkham games as well which are some of the best batman as well and that game also included voice actors from batman the animated series because it's just a winning formula you know yeah the other thing missing from that game was bruce tim yeah absolutely um i think yeah you just you hit it on the money it's just the definitive version completely um and also of course we've got to mention uh for those that again don't know us and don't know you and as I mentioned up top, you are a professional comic book artist and writer. And we thought this was also pretty poignant to do this, not only for the 30th anniversary of the show, but because you've just drawn professionally for the first time the character of Batman. So why don't you talk to us about that, your experience drawing Batman, and also how this show maybe influenced that? Yes, well, I, I got to be the artist on um, Batman... Uh... <laughs> oh crap i forgot the title wasn't it were legends of something or it's not was... you want i want to always say legends of the dark knight but it's not yeah. oh urban legends urban legends there we go yeah what a great way to introduce like the book i've been working <laughs> on I, I spent like three months drawing that thing yes batman urban legends number 19 Yes. apologies to my uh editors for completely forgetting the title of the fucking book i spent ages drawing anyway uh, it was my, you know, this whole year has been my first step into working with DC. Um, I worked with them on Earth Prime, which was a tie-in to a major event that, that has to do with the CW universe, you know, the Flash and mm-hmm. Arrow and all that stuff. So I sort of cut my teeth there and then they offered me a Batman book. And I was so excited, obviously, because it's, yeah, it's my favorite comic book universe character of all time. Drawing that universe was like, I didn't need to usually I have to do a lot of studying and referencing and all this, this, that, and the other. I really had to do none of that. The only thing I was referencing was Batman, the animated series, because I got to draw Killer Croc in the issue and they wanted me to draw Killer Croc in a certain way. Um, but it was an open, you know, you can do what you want. So I was like, right, well, I'm just going to draw the animated series Killer Croc, but you know, a little more with my, like my influence, like what was my version of, the animated series croc looked like so that's awesome and like i there's so many other things i did like the the bat like i got to draw the batmobile i just combined the animated series batmobile with the 89 batmobile because those are my two favorites and there's so many other little easter eggs in the book they will have to do the animated series this that and the other like it's just uh it was a great time and, and i know i've got more dc work uh being discussed after i finish this um teenage Mutant ninja turtle thing that i'm writing and drawing and I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I really hope it's back in the the Bat universe because, honestly, like I, if you listen to our last Spider-Man um, podcast, I talked about how um, I was sort of trying to, in the future, retire from drawing uh, interiors. But I don't think, when it comes to Batman, I don't think that I would do that because like anytime you get offered to do, draw that, it's amazing. And it's the best art I've ever drawn in my life. Like the, I had so much fun doing it and um, I can't wait to do more. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for that to hit the shelves. Um, obviously, um, being your brother has his perks, and I've got to see some really cool pages that you've drawn. And I can't wait for that to yeah to get out there and for the public, especially because Batman is such a huge character to both of us, just like Spider-Man in its own right. When you drew Spider-Man professionally, it was the same feeling. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, I feel like this show has influenced us just in 
as storytellers as well, right? Like mm. I know I'm not a professional, but we've we've crafted so many different stories together over our time. And I mean, it goes back to playing with the toys, right? Like crafting our own stories as we're playing yeah. with the Batman, the animated series toys, which of course we're going to do a retrospective, yeah. at least one episode on the toys, if not multiple. And yeah, it just, it really influenced how I tell stories and how I visualize things. It's just such a, for me, it just, it resonated so much when I was watching that show mm. as a kid. Oh, side note, September 13th is the release date of my Batman comic, Batman Urban Legends 19. Go pick that shit up. That's right. Um, yeah. Okay. So next question then, what episodes of this show stand out in your head? The, 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 okay. I know exactly. Because uh, I didn't plan, you know, I haven't pre-prepared for any of this. He's, I just said, he's like, do you want to know what I'm going to ask you? I was like, nope, I just want to yep. do this. The ones that immediately stand out to me are, uh, I, I don't know which one to choose first. All right, the first one I'll choose is it's the It's not a list in any order, don't worry. The Mad Hatter episode when he's being tricked in his, his dreams that he is not, Hell you, yeah. know, you know, that his parents are alive and everything's all right. And he figures it out by opening the book and he beats him up on that clock tower. It, I remember as a kid being like, this is really fucking good. <laughs> it's it's insanely good. So that episode is called Perchance to Dream. Okay. It's an so, amazing episode. And also, just to say, because that's on my list as well, that episode for at least 20 years, I'm not kidding you, if not a little more, I would tell people, oh, well, um, you can't read yeah. in your dreams because you read with the left side of your brain and you dream with the right side. So when I saw that as a kid, I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. What a cool fact. And I was saying that whenever I had the chance to kind of sound mm -hmm. smart when it was related to what we were talking about, found out that's total bullshit. Yeah, complete bullshit. <laughs> Absolute it, rubbish. Still still fun, though. Like, and I found uh, that out like five years ago. <laughs> Not really? That long ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so there's that one. The one where... Um, it's the what if future of Barbara Gordon um, falling off of the building, and then the police hunt Batman over the edge. And Gordon like hates him, and oh, it's, that's uh, incredible. And Bane and that fight on the rooftop at the end, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, Throws him into the bat signal, so cool. Uh, the first time I ever saw the Dark Knight Returns in any sense was through Batman the Animated Series. With when they t all of the kids telling the stories of Batman, which is just such a great this is interesting. Idea. There's a lot of new animated series in your choice. What, what two so far? Well, okay, yeah, well, two out and of then, three, and then I've got one more, which is the old one, so it's even. Okay, and the last one is uh, the Laughing Fish, which I think is one of the the best Joker things of all time ever. Uh, yeah, I think so. Laughing Fish is on my list as well. It's at the top. It's my favorite episode. Mm -hmm. It's also the episode where if I was introducing anyone to this show, it is the episode I would show them. If they don't know anything about Batman, the animated series, and they've never really seen it. I did that with our mum and our dad. When I came over to visit from the U S when I was still living in the States and you guys were living in the U S oh, so as an adult then. Yeah. As an adult, we, <laughs> I was like, do you remember as like, a, as like a 25 year old man, we, I sat them down and you sat down too. And we watched the laughing fish because it was like, Hey, you remember this show? We watched it as kids. And, um, I remember our dad being like, well, oh, this is better than I remember. And he loved like Mark Hamill Joker. Cause he mm. loves you know, how evil he sounds and stuff. Um, so yeah, that is definitely, uh, the, I think the, the sort of, best episode as far as like it doesn't delve too much into 
drama and everything, which I love that this show does. But it's just such a great Batman versus Joker episode. Really fun yeah. plot with the fish and the copyright scandal. I love all of that. So that's really cool. Um, are there any other episodes, or should I just list there's, some of mine? There's, there's tons. All right, I'll list some. I'll list I some just of wanted mine. to give. I wanted to give my top ones that have stuck with me, like going forward. You know. Yeah. There are so being a mega fan that I am, I told over this, and I have quite a list because I was like, this has to go on it. But this you have, still... you're gonna have to narrow it down to your top four, like I did. Oh, I can't do that. No, don't make rules like that. Don't don't no, censor rules me. Rules have been made, bud. You gotta no, do it. No, you can't censor me. Um, well, I'm not gonna spend the next forty minutes hearing you. No, 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 no. What, no. what, you, what my brother does, everybody, is when he tells you something he likes. He'll just suddenly tell you the whole plot of it, even though he's like, oh, you know what? I just rewatched this movie, but and it's great. <laughs> and then he'd be like, so the opening scene is this. And then they go and do this. And remember that part when they do this in the second act? I'm like, yes, I've seen the fucking movie. I don't need a run by run play of fucking Kill Bill or something like that. Like, I feel like, yeah, but I feel like this podcast will be a better place to, to for me to do that because I'm well, talking. Why don't you say that when we do episode reviews and then you can run down the Yeah, plot. well, okay. So On Leather Wings is one of my favorites. It's the first yeah. episode. Um, we had that on VHS when we were kids at our grandmother's house. And it just sets the tone of how dark the show is. Does it also play into your weird, like, uh, childhood born phobia of, like, people morphing Trans- into monsters yeah it's like transphobia i think it's called or something like that or like maybe it's not transphobia maybe that's no, something that else. might be something that might be different. something terrible yeah but I, i'm basically if you haven't listened to spider-man again i have a fear like the, the movie the fly yeah if someone transforms mm. into a monster and it's hideous and grotesque it just creeps me out and it's not where they end up it's that transformation that they go through where they like lose themselves in that process and they're just like this mindless creature that's messed up and that's why and on leather wings i mean on leather wings when he's like it's in me Batman. yeah i think that used to actually scare you as a child didn't it yeah when that transformation so is scary you don't have you don't have that feeling though because i love my big shtick is zombies but you and they do transform from regular people into monsters but i guess that transformation for you isn't like it has to be like no they have to turn into like a non-human form basically yeah yeah right. some like weird combo with an animal or something like that gotcha um joker's favor another great joker episode for sure is a wonderful one i love i love that whole episode i can't wait to review joker's that. favor i think is actually the best joker episode i mean i wouldn't i like laughing fish a bit more the but score, I, the there. score in that is amazing and yes. the, the plot is amazing and uh, the it captures what I find really scary about the Joker, which is like, um, like when he's stalking him in the car, like that is frightening. Like that is that is the Joker. In the words, it's yeah. like when Scott Snyder had him hiding under the bed in his Batman run. It's like that's my type of Joker, where it's like mm. a fucking scary dude is following you, not like a a laughing maniac that's shooting people randomly. Yeah, that's not scary to me. That's fun, but like. The Joker following you in his car, like that's frightening. Like a stalker, like a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, what are you going to do to me? I love that so mm. much. Where he meets him in the woods. No, uh, it was okay, Chuckers. What does he say? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, what does he say? Okay, he does. He says, "Okay, Chuckers." Uh, and then he sees him. He's like, lost a little weight, lost a little hair too. I love. Yeah. It. It's just. Doesn't he, it's doesn't he look in the the rear view uh mirror of his car and it's just like a close-up of like joker's like eyes looking like in, in the car something. yeah i can't wait yeah. to watch these episodes man they're so good <laughs> um, our mom liked that song because she, she played did. it so much 
She it was, just, it, it got stuck in her head and she'd be like cooking it. She'd be like, the two face two parter. Those are great. Both episodes. Great way to kind oh, of put they, a spin on yeah, that character. Wow. They're there was, amazing. That's some of the best um, Batman television. Absolutely. That, that two parter. Hell yeah. And, and not to just sidetrack, but one thing I said when I said it was a perfect storm, I didn't even mention the amazing music in the show, which is just so yes beautiful and iconic for the character. And way they go from Batman 89, which already had an iconic score mm-hmm. and soundtrack by Danny Elfman in so many different ways, um, to then create your own iconic music, it's just brilliant. So Shirley Walker, uh, the great late Shirley Walker, sadly she passed away from cancer in two thousand, early 2000s. Um, so soon after doing uh, the DC animated universe, no. she because uh, it ended around that time. But um, she was one of Danny Elfman's main composers. Yes. And, and she worked with him on Batman and Batman Returns and several other projects. So the DNA of Batman and Batman Returns, mm. which this show, you know, it was besides obviously being influenced by Superman's Fleischer cartoon was also heavily influenced by Burton's Batman. That was one of the major things that played a role. Well, in this. It's why it got made. It's why it got made. Absolutely. And so that's why they're like, okay, let's get that sound of Batman, that theme and everything. But Shelley Walker took that sound and yeah, she just, it's almost like she improved it in a way because she had so much more room to breathe with all mm. these characters. And every single villain has a light motif. And I think that's yes. amazing. I think that's so, and for anyone that doesn't know what a light motif is, basically a character's theme tune that, you know, represents their, them on screen or them coming onto screen. It's just, it is, I can't wait to review the music. There's so much music that I don't think we can just condense it down into an episode it's almost like when we do an episode review we should talk about the music of that episode as well i'm so happy to do that yeah i think that's the best way to go because yeah the music i i listen to a lot on my spotify it's i've got several playlists and i love the batman the animated series i just see you like the gym like working out to like the joker like like lifting other episodes we've got if you're so smart why aren't you rich which is the first riddler episode which i love i love the way the riddler looks in the show mm. i like how he's this like evil genius um it's yeah. involved with the game i think that's brilliant I've- I I don't like other interpretations of Riddler, even in the comics. I really prefer the animated series version of him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are now translating him, him into like the misunderstood social outcast, which I don't think like it's a it's a it's an interpretation of the character for sure. Sure, but um, you know that's kind of what they did with Jim Carrey, and then this is set definitely what they've done with the most recent film. Yeah, but I like the like I'm just i'm so fucking smart like but in, in in not in a like no one understands me type of way but like uh i i don't know what i'm an evil genius right like i'm just gonna i i'm smarter than you and why i love doing and i'm this gonna is, prove it yeah why i love doing this is not only to get the money that i'm trying to get because that's what his schemes are right in this animated series it's always about scheming them out of money and getting what he thinks he's worth but also, yeah, proving how ridiculously smart he is and that he's smarter than even Batman, who's the greatest detective in the world. Um, yeah, I and love all I, of and that. And I feel like a lot of, like, you know, you look at Jim Carrey's and the most recent one, 
that's not his motivation at all in no. either of those movies. Um, Jim Carrey's one is what, like the brain thing, so he can have facts on people. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to. And then he's the got a, Matt, he's got a chip on his shoulder because of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. he wants. And then to the be Matt Bruce Reeves Wayne. one is because um, he's basically like woke, right? Well, it's more <laughs> he's like, like he's scar, woke, he's scar child. Gotham. Yeah, exactly. Like, let me show you what Gotham's underbelly. Which is, and I'm like, that definitely works. Trust me for the Riddler, that that idea. But I just miss, like, I miss the guy who knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne, but he's so full of himself that he's the smartest man that he won't tell anybody. Yeah, I know. I that's in the greatest sh- but in this riddle show, of all. That's in just the, in the show. What I love in this show is that um, episode where. Um, he ends up in Arkham at the end. I can't remember what the episode is called and I won't go into all the plot details, but he's in Arkham and um, Batman escapes the room because there was an explosion and he doesn't know how Batman did it. And he's like, I have to know. Mm. He's just screaming because it's a riddle that he hasn't solved and it drives him mental. I love that aspect as well. It's like, you know what? I really love the episode. Um, I I loved it as a kid when, um, uh batman and robin are like in the video game maze thing uh what is reality is the name of that i loved that as a kid yeah it's like tron almost Mm. right the movie tron i Uh, tell you what before riddler came in there was that other character that was kind of riddler-esque um where it was like he he was like tasked to capture batman and his cape like and everything the cape and and cowl conspiracy i I didn't appreciate that until an adult seeing that. Whilst like that's what I think that's one of the best episodes of the show as well. It's very very good. It is very good. You're right, and it, ha- and it has that great shot of Batman when he smashes in through the uh, uh, what's it called? <laughs> it's a two way mirror. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. It's he's in like a greenhouse on a rooftop. Oh. And it's just, and he's in silhouette with like glass falling, and it's just, it's always stuck with me. Oh, I see. I thought you were talking about. There's a very funny part to that episode where he breaks a two way mirror, and he's got his cape over his face because he give up his, ca- he gave up his cow, and he goes, oh, he does like an angle, oh, yeah. like a really long groan. Ah. Yeah, it's very yeah. funny. Um, other episodes on my list: Almost Got Him and Trial, both like. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sorry. Almost Got Him is actually at the top <laughs> of my list. That is the best episode of Batman the Animated Series by far. Because not only do you have the fun of getting all the tiny stories of all these different villains, you have the amazing twist that Batman's been killed the Croc the whole time. That is the best episode of Batman the Animated Series. I'm it's putting very, it in it's very good. That's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. How did I forget that? I don't know, but I, I'm I'm unprepared. So, well, that's why I listened to them, and you're like, "This is what he does. He lists all these episodes, and I don't want to sit here for forty minutes." No, not and you're list. having a nice not time. List. Aren't you? It's uh, yeah, you, know, you you like. So the first scene is this, and it's Joker up there. And all this stuff. <laughs> well, I'll save that for the episode reviews. Um, also, we've got Trial. Like I said, that's another great. Oh my god, the Trial! Yeah, another yeah, great the, villain. I think the show's really good, but <laughs> uh, is House- the Trial. Is the trial the one where the the secret villain is like the the judge and it's two faced? Because I liked that as well. The, well, Joker is no, that's um, oh yeah, Joker's the guilty when he yeah, comes yeah. out immediately. <laughs> that's still one of the best Joker lines of all time. It's so good. Oh god, I love that so much. No, um, the one you're thinking of is new animated where he yeah, yeah two faced plays the judge as well. It's another amazing exploration into the psyche of these villains. It's yes. that's what the show does so well. I, I've never seen as good of an adaptation of Two Face either in any other form. I agree. Show. 
yeah absolutely uh house and garden do you remember that episode where poison ivy looks to be rehabilitated and have a family and like everything's okay she's got like a husband and kids but actually oh they're, they're all like uh plant green. monsters yeah yeah and they like they age quickly and they go mm. from like youth to adult to then like monster that episode again is another one that stuck with me is like that's messed up it's like a horror show when they go down into that basement mm. batman and robin do and they discover what she's been up to it's really messed up and also a great poison ivy episode great poison ivy in general like mm. he's so good in this show uh the strange secret of bruce wayne with uh hugo strange and figuring out batman's identity and auctioning it off to the Joker, Penguin, Two-Face. I love that episode so much. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I think it's really good. You're like kind of nodding yeah, your head. Right. Yeah, oh, I think. But again, I haven't watched, you watch these continuously throughout the years. Probably every single year you have a run through of it. Yeah. I, I haven't watched Batman the Animated Series. Besides the few episodes I watched the other day uh when we decided we should do this podcast because i was like wow the show really is still incredible i think the last time i watched batman anime series is when you moved back to england which is now like nearly 10 years ago yeah yeah it's a long and time. I, i've watched i've periodically watched a few episodes because anytime i'm with you like you might have one on in the background or something like that yeah and if it pops up on like facebook like the other day the trial popped up on my facebook and I sent it to you because I was just cracking up at the Joker the moment he comes out as the judge and slams that hammer down. It's guilty. <laughs> it's just still to me one of the funniest jokes. <laughs> also, like it's very hard to actually have funny comedy in a kids show as yeah. well. That holds up. And Mark Hamill just nails it. Mm. I realized the other day I quote the Joker way more than I I know from this show. Oh, you do. Like yes, indeedy do. I say that all the time. I say. The other day, um, I was packing for my job, and I I forgot something, and I went, hold it, hold it, hold it! <laughs> like, there's so many things I do. Or, don't touch me, old man, I don't know where you've mm. been. I love that. Um, and then, of well, course... No, you, you always say, like, well, that was fun. Who's up for Chinese? When, yeah. And, like, you're in an awkward situation. I love that so much. Yeah, I quote that. I quote that character way more. And Mark Hamill is just the best Joker ever. And now, obviously, ever. everyone knows that now, but he really is. Yeah, he's just he'll never he'll never be beat, in my opinion. There's been great Jokers, but he is mm. by far the best. Um, okay, so some more questions for you. What are some of your favorite characters from the show? I mean, we kind of covered some of those in just talking about episodes. But... I'll also say it's the best ever Alfred we've ever had in anything ever. Hell yeah, you're right. And I think he's complete. I think he's underappreciated. I think he's uh, amazing in the show. I just like a posh old Englishman as Alfred, and apparently that's too much to ask for nowadays. I know. I mean, ever since Michael Goff, we haven't had that. Like. Uh, but Efren Zimbalist Jr., who does the voice of Alfred, also the voice of Dr. Octopus on Spider-Man the Animated Series, mm. which is sometimes you can hear it in the German accent that he does. But absolutely the best Alfred we've ever had. And I feel like he is Bruce's father figure in this. I've not watched a movie where I felt like that dude raised that boy into mm. a man and like has to watch him go out and fight criminals every night. And, and he's like, funny. And he's funny. I drew you a bath. Like, that still uh, stuck with me. Oh, uh, I love it. Or dining in tonight, sir, when he brings uh, the laughing fish. He has in. the greatest little quips in it. And they, of course, like, yes, it's true. I am the Batman. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's so good. Um, look, we could keep doing this, but really, 
I will say that every one of these characters, to me, is the quintessential version of the character. Yeah. There's not a duff one in the bunch. No. Um, they're so good that new characters were created, like Harley Quinn, which have now become a staple of that universe in general. Yeah. Um, and I know this is something that you always say, but it's true. In this show, when I'm reading a comic book, the voices of the characters are the ones that I hear in my head from this show. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I always hear all of these voices when I read those characters. Um, well, what about like favorite set designs from the show or vehicles oh, or gadgets? Well, Go- Gotham City is beautiful in this. I mean, all of the backgrounds. Like, I, I know it's pretty famously known now that the backgrounds were actually drawn on black paper to create just continuous darkness throughout the show, which is just a, a pretty heavy metal badass thing to do to begin with. Yeah, it really is. But the... Um, the aesthetic of the show, like delving into that uh, noir, it's kind of like a neo noir because it is, it has all the 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 look and feel of something that would could have been from the forties or fifties from a detective novel. Like, look at the cars, look at the clothes, uh, the the buildings. Like, every everything has an old school vibe, but it's it's set in what could be modern day, what could be the future. It's definitely not from the past, but it looks like the past, which. Is something I've always appreciated. And a lot of people are like, I don't get that. I think that's stupid. I'm like, well, maybe that's just like the aesthetic of Gotham, right? Like you go there, like, you know. It's, it's of- timeless as well, right? Like we can yeah. always come back to it and be like, oh, this looks dated now. I don't think this show ever looks dated. I mean, no. sometimes the animation, but that kind of gives it its charm. But the actual sets and designs, it never looks dated because it's timeless. It's great. Also, Batman's the world's greatest detective. It is a detective story from a series called Detective Comics. So the That's fact so that it's, true. The fact that it's owning like old noir is just perfect. Yeah, absolutely. What about vehicles and gadgets? Yeah, it's one of the best Batmobiles. I still love the '89 one. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yes. Yeah iconic but um i don't really think of the show and think of gadgets to be honest oh well i I like the my favorite gadget is the grappling hook because the way it looks like you could grab it and it's got that little piece on the end and the claw that like springs open i love the look of the i'll say that the folly in the show for all his stuff is amazing like the throwing of the batarang that yes and and the grappling the way that goes off is just the best Follow yeah, the, the sound, I, I, yeah, the sound design is amazing in this show. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the Batmobile like starting up and that like gurgling like yeah. diesel engine. And just yeah. the, even in the sound of the bat cave, like the horn oh, the bat yes. cave. Like... Yes, and the bat screeching and yeah, flying around with their their wings flapping. Yeah, I think that's a you're so right. That's another thing that like we should maybe explore because yeah, the sound design is incredible in this. Um and then one of my little favorite things with vehicles is the bat cycle but not the bat cycle itself the little bat helmet that's shaped, shaped like batman's like, yeah. cow that goes over it and it just looks like a chunky cow that i, must, that. I think i think that was a, a choice made for toys right yeah it's gotta be yeah because that's like, like that's perfect to drop on batman's head as like an additional it's thing. like we can't have batman driving without a helmet because that would make kids suggest that they should be riding their bicycles with their helmets on yes so we'll put a helmet on him but it needs to slip over the batman toy that they already own uh so it needs to be a bat cow shaped helmet that yeah you said it's so interesting you say that though because although you're right like they want to send the right message to kids this show did break a lot of the rules or push the boundaries like unlike any other show like we talk about on spider-man how there was a lot of censorship for most cartoons of that time. In fact, all of them. But this show, for some reason, 
maybe because it was Batman, maybe because of what they were putting together, but they showed characters punching people in the face. They showed broken glass. They showed, they used actual guns and shot actual bullets. I yeah. mean, well, I remember it's crazy. I remember, uh, if, uh, I don't know why they disappeared, but there used to be these great Kevin Smith interviews uh, on his podcast, fat man on Batman with all these different comic creators and writers that have been a part of the Batman universe. It's why I, I decided to become a comic book artist in the first place. Cause I heard Jim Lee and Greg Capullo's interview talking about like, Oh, I took, spent like two or three years knuckling down on art and I broke into the business. I was like, well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> and it worked. Um, yeah. but there was an interview with Paul Dinney and he talked about like, I've never, like I've, I've made, Every kid's show you can think of. I helped create He-Man. I like worked on G.I. Joe, Looney Tunes, all this stuff. Never once did I set out to make a kid's show. I just wanted to tell stories. So yeah. for Paul Dinney, his goal was like, I, it, it's never for kids. Never. Like he, he always gave kids credit. He's like, why treat them like children? Like they're, they're smart enough to enjoy good content regardless if it's tailored to them or not. Like, sure, it will be... Uh, age appropriate for them even though if you look at it today it definitely would not be for kids sure um with like you said with guns and all this other stuff but it's it's not you know it's it's not like he was making it for 30 year old men either he was just creating batman yeah and it's it's amazing because it 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 didn't change our views as kids like we were the prime age for this show and we weren't like more violent or anything, you know, and there was a lot more violent movies out at the time. I think it really did balance it really well. And kind of, as you said, it didn't cater to us, but we could follow along and really enjoy it. And almost felt uh, like I felt appreciative even at the time of being like, these are stories that like, they're not trying to dumb down because I'm a child. I think at a child, you don't realize that, but I think I remember as a child being like, there's something about this show that's not like everything else. Yes. And I remember I was like, is it just cool? Like, is Batman just cool? And this whole thing is, universe is cool? Well, he is, but yeah. And it, and yes, the answer is yes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's just because, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, and Spider-Man, the anime series, did the same thing. He they, he wasn't telling the children as well. I mean, Jesus Christ, the amount of uh, freaking Shakespeare references in that show. <laughs> no kids <laughs> can understand that. But that, that show was made to make action figures and sell action figures. Where yeah. this show was... Like Paul Denny, the moment he heard they were trying to make it, he just jumped off me. Just like I'm, I want to be a part of this because he loves the character so much. There's a lot of passion behind it, and um... they attracted a lot of writers as well because of mm. what they were allowed to do. Because I've seen some interviews where writers were approached, and they're like, "Yeah, I want to write good Batman stories, but I don't want to have to do it with like laser guns and have to avoid, you know, avoid death or using the word kill, death, or die and stuff." And they're like, "No, no, no, on this show." We're using guns. We're doing this. You they know, had the mafia can... in this show. They had them. Yeah, they had the mob. It's crazy. It's it's amazing. Um, so the show was drawn and animated entirely on black paper, as you said, and they created the term Dark Deco, which I think is amazing. A Dark combi- Deco, that's amazing. I've never it's heard a that. Combination of Art Deco and Film Noir. That's where that comes from. Um, to me, this was the first time an actor playing Bruce Wayne and Batman. We haven't really talked about Kevin Conroy because he is 100% the best Batman we've ever, ever oh, had. Yeah. And this is the first time that both Batman and Bruce Wayne was approached as Batman being the true identity and Bruce Wayne being the masked persona. Mm. That's, I think that's a brilliant approach from Conroy, something that no other actor had done before and totally nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. I love it so much. 
it's just so perfect and also it depicts him as a playboy and like a billionaire as well and just a philanthropist and totally different and he just he does a great job of the separation of voice tone from bruce wayne to batman i love like happy-go-lucky bruce like well hey there harvey how's it going there honey like you know just like well this is a really cool thing i'm looking at uh to you know i'm batman in the cave like it's completely different and i I mean you say harvey and i always think of batman going harvey no No. (laughs) yeah i mean it's he's just so good he really is um he's just an incredible batman um and maybe you know our goal with this show just like spider-man was to bring on guests and people that worked on the show or were influenced by the show maybe one day maybe you know, and how well, many? I well hope so. I don't want to just say you're chatting to you. I want to talk to <laughs> people that actually worked on this show. Uh, well, I'm the, that... I'm the one that finds these people. So yeah, we'll get to work, bud. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no one gives a shit about us two just chatting to each other. Our show was a success not only because it was us, you know, breaking it down, but because we actually had huge start we had the creator of the fucking show on our podcast so recently i'm spider call up yeah. paul dinny i'm sure it's paul dinny at aol.com <laughs> send him an email <laughs> he dinny at aol <laughs> he dinny <laughs> just that's, that's his rap gang- name his gangster name yeah p dinny p dinny oh uh, 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 that's very so good the animated series <clears throat> coming at uh, you uh, uh. well speaking of p dins um obviously as you said he created harley quinn but um, we've also in the show had quite a few other characters created for this show. We've got Red Claw. Uh, we've got that ninja Coyote Ken. We've got Tigress, that giant cat man. The Sewer King, which is possibly one of the worst wow. episodes of this show. Um, Officer Renee Montoya, who's used in quite a lot of other things. I love Renee Montoya. Me too. The uh, villain Lockup, which I thought was a really cool Love that villain. villain. Yep. And uh, Andrea Beaumont, obviously also known as the Phantasm in Mask of the Phantasm. Great but villain as well. It's a great villain. And there's loads of other additional side characters for story purposes. What a, you know, great uh, female characters being established in this. Yes. Like all of, all of the female characters created in this are memorable. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they're not just kind of thrown in there. They are really memorable and they stand out in their own way. And even had like episodes that a lot of episodes solely focused on them and their story and their drama and their struggles. Um, Like I love the team up between Harley and Ivy and like them expressing female power in that episode and like, you know, really trying to break away from uh, being like a, a sidekick or a side villain. I think that's that's great. Well, that's uh, that's just Harley Quinn's arc in a nutshell is going from yeah, a, you know the the sidekick to the individual yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's a show that's not really about damsels in distress either. It's uh, it's good. Yeah, Talia Al Ghul. Yeah, it's another one. There's loads of Catwoman, the, obviously. The best Batgirl as well, hands down. Yeah, my favorite Barbara Gordon. Yeah, me too. Um, and this show reinvented Batman characters such as Count Vertigo, the Clock King. Clayface, I love the Clock King, and Mister Freeze. Obviously, Mister Freeze is the big one. That so you say knows. you yes, and Mister Freeze is is the complete like upheave from the show. Yeah, you said uh, Clayface. Why? What was Clayface before the show? Um, well, he was a combination of different things, but they never had him like addicted to a substance that was like change his face, and then he was right force fed it by the gangsters and then becomes this hideous monster he's been an actor before he's been other things but to have him like solidified his 
Origin. Yes, yes, it did. Fun fact, Clayface is the first uh, Batman Universe character I ever drew for DC Comics. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, voiced by Ron Perlman in the show. Which is uh, well. You're going to get a voice. That was the other thing about the show is it attracted so, so many Ron actors. Perlman at AOL.com. Send him an email. <laughs> but it attracted so many actors, like legit actors. It was almost like when Batman 66 came out. Everyone wanted to be on that show because they had kids and it was fun and it was big and mm. it was a great way to like pop in and like do a cameo. And that happened again with this in this show. There were so many actors that pop up in this show that are really well-known voice actors or just actors out that didn't do voice work, but lent their voice because they were recognizable or because they wanted to do a little bit and they were allowed on. And I think that's just kind of demonstrates how amazing the show is as well is that it attracted that much attention um did you know there's a lost episode of this show no i didn't there is 16 minutes of an animators like animated segments in the video game the adventures of batman and robin which was for the sega cd um sometimes referred oh yeah to, it's a great game yeah it's sometimes referred to as the the lost episode of the series. i still have never gotten past the first mission of that really where you ha- you're driving the batmobile and you have to like get there in time i've never got there in time right so it came out uh, early 1990s the sound color and story are not quite the same quality of the actual program itself the tv series but uh sega did not have to follow the some of the censorship rules of the show so the f- the fights are more violent apparently and more brutal uh and many of the show's voice actors even reprised their role for i the remember game. sending you like clips of it because i was playing it i don't remember this at all um this game must have um passed me by when i was well kid. you didn't you, you i don't think you even knew that the sega cd existed right no i don't know what it was yeah um but yeah lost episode because technically there's voice actors playing their characters mm-hmm. from the show um 16 minute lost episode some in that in the game it passed, it passed you by as a kid because we didn't you know we didn't own a games console until um what the playstation one was our first one yeah i think so, so. and that was disc like the was it n64 or was it PlayStation? No, it, was, it was playstation one that was first. okay um so the and the sega cd basically you have a genesis right and then yeah. all this other shit was coming out and instead of them being like we can either release new consoles or we can just keep building stuff on top of the one the one we already have so like there was like sega mega thing and you'd be able to stick like new cartridges in and you stick a new thing in which is like this is a disc based thing that you stick onto your, your genesis that plays the games you already like but in better graphics and that was one of them oh okay um well that's cool I would love to uh, maybe play this game and other video well, games. We can try and get past the first fucking mission, but I'll tell you, <laughs> it's hard. Um, but we should definitely review some video games for this series. Sure. Don't you think you, you, know, you know, I've got the hookup on that. Because there, there were quite a few. I even played a few Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, Batman before. Rise of Zin Tao. Oh, yeah. Like that. Like, wasn't there Batman Vengeance as well? Wasn't there yeah, one Batman called Vengeance? Batman Vengeance was one. But yep. Rise of Z- Is it Zin Tao TSI? I think it's Zin Tao. I think you're right. Yeah. Um or Tin Zhao. Is it Tin Zhao? Or Sin Tao. Two white guys butchering some, you know, <laughs> different names. Um well let's talk about plans for uh this podcast and what we have coming. We're obviously gonna review episodes just like Spider-Man the Animated Series. We're gonna go episode per episode. I do have a question for you and to put you on the spot. Do you want to review the episodes in order? Or yes. you do. Okay, because um the difference here is that Spider-Man 
the episode's connected. So no, you go do an order. That's the, otherwise, like if people are following along, they'd have to hop, skip, and jump all over the place, which is ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, but they, you know, they're standalone episodes. They don't cross into one another unless they're two parties. Which order? Um, okay, I was just thinking because when it comes to Halloween time, bud, and Christmas time. We might not be on Christmas with the Joker, or we might not be on a Halloween themed episode, which has like almost got him has Halloween in it. And that would be a shame. So I was wondering, maybe do we allow for holiday time or do we stick to when it was? And also, we're not going to stick to when it was released on TV because that was all over the place. Mm-hmm. We're going to stick to the order that it was supposed to be in, which every DVD and like downloading streaming thing has, which is it has it in the order it was supposed to be. Um, but when it came out on TV, it was different. Like the Cat and the Claw Part One was the first episode to ever air on TV, not on Leather Wings. Mm. Um, I don't know why they changed it. I think it was because um, it was it had a female antagonist in it, and they wanted that instead of on Leather Wings. Um, but yeah, all right. So you want to do it in order of what they have on the DVDs and all of that stuff? Okay, yes. we'll do. Sounds good. Um, We obviously hope and want to interview people that worked on the show. And the way that we get to do that is besides me uh, reaching out to these people is you listeners um, by rating and subscribing and commenting on this podcast. It really helps us um, grow in popularity. I'll probably have a much more scripted bit for this when we come to do the first episode, but yeah, you can find us already. Um, We are on all socials at batman tas pod that's batman tas for the animated series oh, yeah. pod yeah uh I, so, I better do give a follow then so we're on um instagram and facebook with that and then on twitter it's batman tas pod one because someone took batman tas pod so i had to do batman tas pod one god that's gonna be hard to say after a while you can also email us at batman tas pod uh, at gmail.com no, that's not it, bud. Is that Twitter? Yeah. What did I just say? Batman TAS Pod 1. They only have one. two followers. They're bastards. I know. So Batman TAS Pod 1. Is they're following on one person. Right, they're bastards. They've taken a great handle that we deserve. Did uh, you really have to do TAS Pod 1? Like, you couldn't have thought of a better like name? I tried to do podcasts and it wouldn't let me do it because it was too many letters. It was one over it. So what else am I supposed to do? Batman TAS Pod is where it is everywhere else. So... That inc- Batman TAS Pod One. That's that's no good. Well, uh, you come up with a better one then, but it has to be Batman TAS Pod because that's where we are everywhere. So that's a lot of plugging we've just done because I've said Batman TAS Pod more than I would like. Follow us at Batman TAS Pod One because <laughs> um, we're the number one podcast. There you Batman go. Animated series. There you go. Yeah, that's why I'm a writer, bud. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, the problem. of course, uh, we want to interview people that worked on the show. And some writers that we interviewed on Spider-Man, the animated series podcast, happened to have worked on Batman, the animated series podcast. So I think that would be a great way to kind of start that, um, those episodes and reach out to them again and bring them on for talking about Batman. Um, of course, we want to review the music, as we said. Take a retrospective look on all the toys and all the merchandise, because this show had a lot of it. And yes, they, I remember. Were, they were amazing. What? One of the big things for me was when we were kids uh, in the UK and uh, McDonald's had like the bike accessories for Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. And I remember um, before I knew I was getting a bike for my birthday and I was 
gathering all of these uh different like uh, knickknacks for the bike i remember there was a joker teeth like mirror and like yes a horn and all this stuff and i remember like i finally got my training wheels off and i got on my bike and i fell over and i smashed my joker like side mirror and i was like i'm never riding a bike again <laughs> do you know what's so interesting before um i forgot to mention this you said like this show means obviously a lot to me and i watch it a lot and it's just a big part of like just uh, my entertainment um i don't know how what i would refer it to but it's it's in my remit constantly right this this show and it reminds me a lot of growing up in england before we moved to america and when we moved to america the new animated series was out that was airing um the the first two years of us living in america and i remember watching that but i also would always catch older episodes and the thing was is that because it reminded me of growing up in England and like living where we lived and like being boys and just, um, you know, discovering like the show and Batman, the character and the toys and everything else. I would constantly watch this show and I still constantly watch this show because it reminds me of those times. And I really like looking back on that. Like it reminds me of being a kid in the best ways possible. Mm. Right. And I really love that. Well, I can tell you how much it affected me. The first word I ever said was Batman because of the show. That's right. That's right. Holy shit. That should have been at the top of the episode. Like, my first word was Batman. Not mama or daddy or anything like that. I said Batman because we watched Batman the Animated Series so much. So much. Um, And yours was Shower. And mine was Shower. (laughs) Because apparently you were afraid of showers. I said, I drew. So, who's the true fan here? You may watch it every year. (laughs) I drew you a bath. Um, (laughs) So, we've got, uh, we're going to take a look at video games. As we said, character designs. Of course, we're going to explore Bruce Timm's character designs. Can't wait to do that. Comic book influences on storylines in the show, set designs, vehicles, and gadgets. How this show affected what came after in the the world of Batman and DC. Uh, movie reviews both live action and animated of course we'll review the animated versions um from this show for movies but i think we should take a look at some uh, stuff that came before that influenced it like batman 89 and batman returns and review some of those movies i think that'd be great to deep dive into those and have a look at it maybe yeah. we're gonna do it um oh god i'm gonna i'm gonna just sit there for like two hours and gush over a movie that i love Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. People like no to hear one that. No to hear that. You are you don't want to hear that, but you'll be surprised how many people like to hear that. So, um we'll we'll definitely bring that up at some point. Um we'll talk about our favorite Batman stories um from the show but also from the the comics as well. The influences this show had on other Batman stories that came afterwards, the influences this show had on the world. Um we're going to have some fun little segments like we do in Spider-Man. I was thinking like uh i am vengeance i am the knight i am quiz game we'll have a little uh, quiz game each time um which uh, obviously like was not Spider-Man. riddle like a riddle me this uh, oh that's so much or better. anything like that that's why you're the writer that's so, the writer. why didn't i think of the riddler i was dude I am, as i was I right, am vengeance i am the knight i am quiz game oh god you know i was i was literally i was writing all of this this morning and guess what i had a riddler episode riddler's reform it was the episode i was trying to think of earlier as well that's what was on and i didn't think of like hey it's a quiz game with questions and who asks questions in the batman universe besides <laughs> the riddler fuck you know what i'm gonna definitely edit that um 
So we're going to have a quiz game called Riddle Me This. <laughs> Sounds great. It's really appropriate title as well. <laughs> wow, who thought of that? Uh, I'm not going to edit that out. I'll just keep that in. Um, and then uh, I, I was thinking that this show, when we used to watch it, uh, we would always go, God, that's so Batman. Or that's the, like, God, look how good Batman looks there. And we say that a lot when we watch the show. So I think it'd be almost fun to have a little segment, which is just the best Batman moment of each episode. You know what I mean? We're, moment no, we're Call it That's So Batman. That's So Batman, yeah. Um, and just shout out what we think is the That's So Batman. Yeah, what what was the most Batman-iest Batman thing that happened in this episode of Batman? Absolutely. Uh, and like I said, like the shot of him in the episode when he's like in silhouette in the greenhouse. That's so Batman. Yeah. Uh, he does that in the laughing fish as well, where like he he like tethers down into the aquarium and he's just a dark figure with eyes, which this show did. What do we a call lot. It, why don't we call it love that Batman? Because then it's like love that Joker. Oh, this is amazing. Love that. But sorry, I'm typing that down so I don't forget. Um, I have a little jingle of love that Batman. Love that Batman. Um, yep, that'd be good. I'm definitely going to do something like that. Uh, and well, obviously, as we go along, like someone asked me recently, because we do a Kingpin and Smy scenario on Spider-Man, the animated series, where these two characters get up to hijinks. Uh, we have listeners write explain, in. Explain what it is. Like, it's it's a skit, basically. It's a skit. So, so you, you and I pretend to be Kingpin and Smy from that show. Yeah. It's beloved by listeners, and we both enjoy it as well. So, yeah, we figured we've got to do some sort of skit on every episode. We got to do a skit and... We were trying to think, but then we realized that Kingpin and Smythe came naturally when we were just doing the show. Yeah. So I think that will kind of happen as well. Um, but yeah, if listeners of Spider-Man have any ideas and maybe skits or scenarios, because Kingpin and Smythe's scenario was originally born because someone wrote in and went, I think you should do this every week because you just did this skit recently and I thought it was hilarious. And then I took that suggestion and made it a whole segment of the show. So yeah, maybe the same thing will happen. So if listeners have any ideas on what we should do for a skit, I think that would be great. You can again, find us online at Batman TAS pod or on Twitter at Batman TAS pod one. <laughs> the number one <laughs> Batman <laughs> animated series podcast. That's already a bit. <laughs> and, um, you can email Batman TAS pod at gmail.com as well. Um, so yeah, this will be coming out, uh, both on our Spider-Man podcast thread, but also on its own thread, which will be tagged in. So you'll be able to listen over there. We will and also def- the, the Spider-Man pod may not be completely over. There, there might be opportunities to interview new people from that show, etc. Or we might return on a holiday special or whatnot, you know, but yeah. if you enjoy what we do, then it will continue via Batman, the animated series podcast. The number one Batman animation. The number one. <laughs> Hence why it's at Batman TAS Pod one. <laughs> Not numeral one, just one. Uh, it what is, is the numeral one. I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not O N E. I meant it doesn't have like the numeric <laughs> symbol, is what I meant to say. It is not Batman TAS Pod O N E. It's the numeral one. Back that up. Oh, God. That's brilliant. Um, and that's only on Twitter, by the way. Don't go looking for that on other social medias. <laughs> it's an exclusive handle just for a specific <laughs> social media platform. Oh, shit. 
Um, all right. Well, I think that's a great uh, way to end it. I think we covered a hell of a lot um, of just our love. We clearly love this show. We can't wait to get started. As we said, we'll um, continue with Spider-Man and continue reviewing episodes until um, we've completed all the episodes. We we plan to come back to this show in the new year. Um I wonder if we'll be able to wait that long. I feel like my itch to want to do a Batman. No, I wonder if you'll be able to wait that long. I just said! I'm fine. You said we. Oh, okay. I did say we, yeah. Uh, I'm fine. I I can wait. Can you? Yeah. Because the second episode of the show is Christmas with the Joker. So I was thinking... Maybe, all right. How about... Listen, listen, I've got a suggestion. No, no, I've got a suggestion as well. I know what you're going to say. On Leather Wings is for Halloween. Yes. Christmas to Joker is for Christmas. Yeah, baby! I'm in. I'm in. I'm so in. Okay, great. All right, so we'll come back for Halloween on Leather Wings, and then, of course, our second episode, Christmas the Joker, for Christmas, and then we will be continuing a regular basis of releasing episodes uh, for this show, reviewing episodes and covering it, and just doing an entire deep dive on this amazing show. Um, So is there anything you want to add, bud, before we jet off? You can follow me. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. I was not prepared for the plugs. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, go for it. Uh, Plug yourself. Uh, You can follow me anywhere at RobsonINK. No numerals. It's all (laughs) the same on every social media platform. RobsonINK. You're goddamn right. Yeah, go check out Will and see what he's working on. Get an update. Look into the life of a comic book artist and writer. I'm a professional. He is a professional. And you can follow me at Chef Alex Robson on um, all platforms, including YouTube, where I do a cooking show where I even made Batman's favorite food in one of the episodes. Surprising. uh, It's something that you'd never expect. Um, and also I do movie tie-in promotional items as well. I'm thinking about doing a Batman Forever burger soon because that movie is, oh, yeah. yeah, that movie means a lot uh, to me. Well, Halloween's coming up and that's happy Halloween. Um, yes, it is. All right. Um, well, is there anything again that you want to add before we jet off? Because I always feel bad if I'm going to cut you off from doing anything else. You want to plug Urban Legends again? Yes, September 13th. On shelves, Batman Urban Legends issue 19. It has many stories in it, but there is a 22-page story by me. Well, drawn by me, not written by me. And Mm -hmm. it's Batman vs. Killer Croc, and it's the best I've ever arted in all my art. So, Can you tease anything about the plot of it, or is it just Batman vs. Killer Croc is all you can say? Sewers. (laughs) Sewers. (laughs) No, don't sue us. Sewers. Sewers. Um, All right. And that's issue 19, not number one. 19 <laughs> the numerals 19. the numeral 19 <laughs> oh god well that's all the time we've got for this week join us next time where we'll continue talking all things batman the animated series until then i've been alex robson i've been will robson and remember that all podcast hosts are nothing but a superstitious cowardly lot oh okay switching it up though you like well, that you one? right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. With great responsibility comes a great podcast i'm just trying to think now is there so you went superstitious cowardly, which is good. You like uh, that one? Oh, it's so a you're gonna you're gonna win. I'm trying to now, I'm trying you? to see if on the fly if there is a and remember and remember. <laughs> no, you can't do that with this kingpin. Um, I love how that was a beautiful close, and you're keeping it going now by just mumbling and rambling, and you're not going to come up with anything better. It took me a little while I, to come up with that one. We are vengeance. We are the night. We are podcast.
That's not bad. That's not bad. Yours is better. Thanks. Vote on it, listeners. Go to all of I our am podcast. <laughs> the numeral one. And remember, <laughs> we are podcast one. The best one. All right. Goodbye. Bye.